Welcome to Good Life. I'm Dean Wilson. So glad you've joined us today. And just want to remind you, you can always find us at goodlifetelevision.org, uh, where you can see all the interviews. We've had some amazing guests over the course of time, um, all walks of life, industry, nonprofit, public servants, elected officials, athletes, coaches. We've had a little bit of everything, and there's some great stories and great people. Uh, and then we break up those full interviews into what we call power clips. And so some of the highlights, kind of some of the gold, we, we mine from those those long-form interviews, and, and we put them into power clips. So I think you really enjoy those. So goodlifetelevision.org, we're, we're so grateful. So many of you have joined us there from all over the world, and, and we welcome you, and we're so glad you're here. I'm really excited about my guests today. Uh, Douglas and Spencer Doman are with me. Welcome, gentlemen. Um, President and CEO of uh, Doman International. Doman International is a organization that is a nonprofit based in Philadelphia. They've they've come to Philadelphia to be with us. Um, That helps families with a special needs child. Um, and we're going to talk a lot about that in a minute. But if you want to find them, you can go to domeninternational.org. Um, if you have a special needs child, if you know of somebody who has a special needs child, if your neighbor has a special needs child, domeninternational.org is where to go. And it can be life-changing. I just want to tell you that because it was for my family. Um, in addition to being the host here today, uh, I'm a dad um, of a special needs daughter who's now 19 17 years ago we found these folks um, and it's been life-changing for our family Uh, the 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 guidance that they give on how you can help a special needs child is the best in the world so and i'm not overstating that i can overstate time to time but i'm not overstating that Um, so i'm so honored to have you guys with us today's program we're, we're we're focusing on one category or of, of brain injury broadly defined you guys use the term brain injury as kind of an umbrella over all these dozens of diagnoses one of those diagnoses that parents get and probably the most prominent one today and over the last 10 years is autism um, there's been really an epidemic of autism over the last, I don't know, 20 years or however long. And so a lot of parents are faced with this right now. A lot of parents are taking home a newborn that is somewhere on the autism spectrum, or they discover later on that their child's on the autism spectrum. So I thought it would be really wonderful to have an episode devoted to that. So maybe, and maybe I'll just give a couple quick statistics on autism. And we're also going to talk about ADD and ADHD as well, but let's start with autism. One in 160 children worldwide experience some sort of autism spectrum disorder. One in 54 children in the U.S. experience some sort of autism spectrum disorder. And it's four times more common in boys than girls. Um, talk about autism. What is it um, and, and how you all help families? Well, I mean, if there's any term that will put fear into the heart of a mother, it would be to have your child labeled as being autistic. And uh, we have treated these children with great success over the last 50 years, and we are very much opposed to the term autism. Uh, because, uh, you know, if you look up the definition, um, you know, there's many definitions to it, but one of the definitions um, is a, 
a child who is intensely interested in self. <laughs> Where's the science there? I mean, right. where in the body is this problem coming from uh, that is intensely interested in self? And if we use that definition quite literally, well, when I was shaving this morning, I was intensely interested in self. So I confess that, you know, I'm autistic. And when my wife does her hair in the morning, she is intensely interested in self. Um, so my wife, I've been married for 40 years to an autistic woman. I mean, it's, it's just a crazy term. Um, and uh, of course, there's so much fear related to it. Well, all of our work over the years indicates that these children are injured in the posterior areas of the midbrain and the cortex. The problem is in the brain. And although there's been a crazy history of autism, going back to the time that mothers of autistic children were called refrigerator mothers, and there were scientific studies, I'm not making this up, that said that autistic children are the result of refrigerator mothers. And women um, had huge guilt that I made that child because of me and my character, all of this wrong. And some women threw themselves out of windows because they had been told that they were refrigerator mothers. It is an organic problem that is now understood and scientific studies indicate it is an organic problem where? In the brain. So it is a kind of brain injury. And it's in the posterior areas uh, the brain divides down the middle into the anterior areas and the posterior areas, and it is both the cortex, um, which is the part of the brain responsible for intelligence, and also in the midbrain, which is responsible for uh, balance and motor control. Now, having said that, um, an injury in the cortex indicates that there can be intellectual problems. <laughs> if there's anything that these children have proven to us is their intellectual potential, um, which, you know, from our standpoint at Dominion International, it's not acceptable for these children to be average intellectually. It's expected when we're successful that they should become considerably above average. Uh, often they have large language problems, but they also, um, uh, if we can break through, uh, will often be able to read and master many different languages and learn them much more rapidly than uh, you and I could, <laughs> or you know, for other children of the same age. Spencer, could you talk about some of the symptoms? Okay, because I think it can be confusing. I mean, some some autistic, I mean, the behavior, some autistic children, the behavior can be. Sometimes erratic. even startling, yeah. or, you know, erratic. Or, and, and when I was at the, with you guys, when we came back 17 years ago and we were learning about this, when you were talking about the sensitive hearing and yes. why do these kids, some of them literally bang against the wall. Yes. But when you started to explain it, it was like, ah, I understand. Could you explain like some of the symptoms and what, how that relates to the injury. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, as uh, my dad was saying, the, the brain is the command center of the body, right? So if there's an injury in the brain, it could yield 
all kinds of symptoms. And so autism is a diagnosis or a label that's been given for kids with a select group of symptoms. So the most common ones are problems with speech development. Uh, some kids diagnosed with autism don't even talk. Uh, hyperactivity, so constantly moving, having difficulty with focusing and concentrating. Uh, hypersensitivity, so an oversensitivity in, to hearing uh, or to touch. And that, that alone creates all kinds of havoc because one of the things we don't realize is that, you know, the way we perceive the world around us is really our, the way our brain perceives the environment, right? And so for, for a child who's overly sensitive to sounds, uh, or to being touched, um, the world is a very different place, right? So they might hear something in the distance, like a bird calling that we might find to be pleasant, but for them it's, it's painful. Mm. And so when you are very hypersensitive, you know, to sounds, for example, uh, one way of handling that hypersensitivity is erratic behavior, right? And so for some children, uh, you know, they, they will cover their ears constantly. You mentioned uh, some children will even resort to self-harm, like hitting, hitting their head because it's so painful just to be in, in the oh. environment. And so, yeah, so our programs are, uh, are developed to treat that area of the brain, right, that's that been affected. Yeah, and you can start to bring humming. down uh, humming. That's right, some kids will hum constantly yeah. uh, to drown out the right. sounds of the environment. Is it true that some of these kids can hear a TV when it's off? Uh, some it's some kids can. I, it, some children I've seen are so hypersensitive that people don't even believe me when I tell them about it. I, I had a child in my office once who uh, looked at my phone before it rang. So the child could literally hear somehow the electrical signal arriving in the phone before it rang, yeah. Um, we have some children actually who even run, they will rip the Wi-Fi router out of the wall because of the electromag, you know, something about the electromagnetic fields that have to do with, with the wireless internet, they can sense it. And of course to us, this is, extra, you know, it sounds like extrasensory perception, it is. Uh, just like how some animals might be able to hear or sense things that we can't, these kids can. And unfortunately, it, it makes the world a much more difficult place for them. And so bringing down that sensitivity allows them to settle down, it allows them to focus and learn, to interact. And so you, just by improving that sensory area, you see social progress, you see academic progress, you see the child just being happier, you know, and something, one of my favorite things to hear from parents is uh, sometimes a, a mom or dad will say, you know, it's, it's like now we really know our child, yeah. you know, for the first time. It's like we didn't know him before. Like we've always loved him, but we didn't know him. Yeah. And now we do. Right. And they're you not. Know, things it, like a fluorescent lighting, you know, the condensers and the fluorescent, fluorescent, they can hear that. It can be annoying. Or a child screams. And so you know, these children have been improperly diagnosed as having psychological problems. So a child screams for no reason. No, there is a reason. The condenser in the air conditioning unit in the house just turned on, and that's painful to his ears, so he screams. That, that is mind boggling. And you know, but but it and it does that knowledge that truth what you just said yields compassion. This is not a behavior problem. This kid's not waking up saying, "I think I'll be a nightmare for my parents." No, you'd act the same way if you had that injury. Exactly. Absolutely, yeah. anybody would. 
I mean, if I have a broken foot, I can't walk. If you've got this certain kind of injury, you're going to hum or you're going to act out or you're going to, I mean, that just makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Treatment. Yeah. <laughs> so that family walks in, they make it to Doman International in Philadelphia or an online program with you guys or whatever it is, and they've got an autistic child who's acting out and behaving these certain ways because of their injury. What What's a sample kind of roadmap that you'd take them on? Yeah, so as my dad said, their brain development in these uh, posterior, the back areas of the cortex and the midbrain have been, effect, have been affected. So if we can kind of target those areas with different activities, activities that we know from experience can help develop those areas of the brain, we can start to see the symptoms reduce. So uh, just to give you an idea, with a, a typical child diagnosed with autism, we will start with just making sure that their physiology, the, the function of their body is is ideal. So we really look at nutrition. For these kids, their diets are very, very important. They tend to be highly sensitive to the foods that they eat. And so obviously, you know, uh, we, we can't give medical advice on a show like this. We, you know, every child is different, but there are specific foods for certain kids that they, they are intolerant to. Foods like wheat, uh, dairy, uh, sugar is, is a, a big issue for, for these children. And so we you really have to- taking these out of the children's diet 40 years ago. I mean, in some cases it's considered new and nothing new yeah. from our standpoint. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, and I, I do have to say that maybe of any part of the Doman method, um, if you kind of look at the outside world, nu nutrition has, you know, is, is more wide, there's a lot of more knowledge in, in the world uh, for kids specifically with autism. A lot of parents now know this from just doing their own research online that, that certain foods can be problematic. Uh, so we, we look at the child's diet uh, we look at what are specific cognitive activities that we can do to, to teach these kids in the best possible way. And so we have a, a reading program, a math program, uh, a, a various cognitive programs that are designed to be as effective as possible for these kids. So, you know, we do, for example, short sessions but repeated throughout the day. So the, our programs are tailor-made so that these kids can learn in the quickest and, and easiest way. You know, often with a, a child who's hyperactive, try, expecting them to sit in a classroom for eight hours while you're trying to teach them is like torture for them. So doing it in the right way is really important. Uh, physical activity is, is essential. And so we have specific programs uh, that uh, for, for some children, we might do a running program uh, because running is an aerobic activity. So a lot of people know aerobic activity is great for fat burning, right? But it also happens to be best for brain function and development. And so when we're engaging in aerobic activity, we're actually getting maximizing our oxygen delivery to the brain. We've been doing this since the 1970s, uh, and now there is scientific study after scientific study showing that aerobic function improves cognitive ability. Yeah, it's you, we've spoken a lot in the past about myths, right? Yeah. And there's there's always the myth of the uh, the kind of stupid jock, you know, like someone who's really physically active but unintelligent. Yeah. And uh, the truth is, it, a lot of studies have been done showing that 
kids that engage in aerobic activity, test scores in schools immediately go up if the kids are engaged in, in aerobic activity. So, so we do you know, specific aerobic activities uh, for the kids to increase oxygen delivery to the brain. And then we have a, a special uh, Doman Method oxygenation program, which is also designed to, to maximize oxygen delivery to the brain. So kind of covering these four areas, nutrition, oxygenation, uh, physical development, and cognitive development, uh, is you know how we yield the best results and then talk about the sensitive hearing yeah so we will we do specific uh, sensory stimulation so for hearing specifically we do auditory stimulation so we stimulate the child's hearing using uh, specific sounds to basically help program the child's brain to be able to tolerate those sounds better uh, that works that works yeah and uh, Interestingly, you know, our, our brain, many functions are, are integrated in our brain. So our midbrain, for example, it controls our ability to process sounds, but it also uh, is responsible for uh, bodily movement, right? Uh, coordination, balance, art, and also tactile processing. So, you know, I, I mentioned before how physical activity can improve academic performance. Well, in, in the same way, certain physical activities can also reduce that auditory hypersensitivity as well. It's not, maybe it's not obvious or common sense, but, but I think once people understand how the brain works and how one area of the brain is responsible for many functions, mm -hmm. you can understand how if you target that part of the brain, you can yield results in other areas. Wow. So if you know an autistic child, I mean, I, I can't imagine a better place for a family with an autistic child to, to go than, than these guys. So domaninternational.org, I highly encourage you, um, because on the autism front, I mean, this is a big mystery for a lot of people. And there's, of course, on these internets, <laughs> it's a maze of information. We were talking yesterday that it's like before it's hard to find information you know information was at a premium now there's so much information you don't know how to weed it weed through it to figure out what's true exactly and i think what one of the things i love about you guys is this is 65 years of research and trial and error and actual results which is what parents care about yeah you know does it work? Yeah, and, and we even tell parents that, uh, you know, when we're teaching them, that there are hundreds of things that we could tell them about that we've tried and didn't work. <laughs> uh, but, you know, parents often don't want to hear about that stuff. They want right. to hear about what will help their kid, and that's what we want to talk about, too. Right. right. And, and, and these kids have great potential from a physical standpoint. They, there is that midbrain injury, but not the kind of midbrain injury that creates rigidity yeah, most don't have or, mobility problems do or they? tightness uh, yeah most i mean don't. most don't most don't there can be problems of coordination mm -hmm. you know balance um, but we can overcome those quite rapidly and so we have many of these children that have become excellent athletes uh, as a result they've become runners gymnasts swimmers wow. um, uh, and bikers and spencer you might want to talk about some of our graduates yeah sure i and I, I'm proud that I think in the last three years, the 
you know, the diagnosis that we've graduated most children with is, is autism, or maybe I should say from is autism in the sense they can kind of move beyond that diagnosis. And, and it's important to say that when we graduate a child, it means that the staff and the parents of that child agree that that child can go to school, be successful with their peers, you know, not, not in a, in a special needs uh, setting, I, we mean with their well peers, uh, wow. and and succeed. And we will typically have the child go to school, you know, at least for a half a year, to make sure that the teachers are pleased with the child, the child is happy and winning, the parents are happy. Then we'll be happy, and then the kid's ready to go. That's wonderful. Let's change subject for quickly because I don't want to run out of time. This, but this is all gold, pure gold, um, and I hope parents with autistic children or parents, somebody that knows an autistic child is watching and can get help. Attention deficit disorder um, and, and, and attention deficit hyperactive disorder, ADD, ADHD, these are seem like they're extremely now prevalent. Um, in 2016, as of 2016, 6.1 million children in the United States or 9.4% uh, have been diagnosed with ADHD. Boys are more likely to be diagnosed uh, than girls. Worldwide, ADHD is found in around 2.2% of children and adolescents and 2.8% of adults. There's a way that this is being handled um, in our society, and it's oftentimes centered on drug, some kind of a drug medication. And again, we're not criticizing that, and we're not telling anybody to go off their medication, and we're not giving medical advice. However, there's another way, and I think that's what we've learned from you all. Talk about your approach to these kind of diagnoses. Well, let me just, you know, start by saying we are opposed to also this label that is put on children as well because it's, um, and we're not the only ones, there are plenty of people that agree with us, it's too broad. I, you know, little boys, you know, are, that's, they are hyperactive in a good way. I mean, that's what's expected of them. So, yeah, they will stand, you know, on the table in school, but they're just being boys. And then to label that a disease and drug it, wow. Right. I mean, right. thank God I'm old enough to have avoided that because it was expected boys would do those things, you know, back in my day. So, so in essence, you're saying it's over-diagnosed. Right, it's exactly, over severely. And then, and then some children, you know, many of the same symptoms that I just mentioned for autism, uh, you know, if I talk about attention deficit disorder, the symptoms are, you know, difficulty with concentration, hyperactivity, lack of focus. For some kids, you know, maybe difficulties in school. But it's a, it's a label given to kids who have a milder who have milder symptoms, right, than the children who might be labeled as autistic. And that's why we say, just to, to clarify for parents, these are all kids with a brain injury. They just have differing symptoms, right? Yeah. And so- Or um, degrees. Or degrees, exactly, yeah, exactly. And so we've, We've actually written uh, a book, my dad and yeah, I. We've got to talk about that. Please. Yeah, where uh, it, it's the working title is "Answering Autism: An Integrative Plan for Kids with Autism, ADD, uh, ADHD, and Neurodevelopmental Delays." Uh, and you can see we've written it for autism, ADD, and in even other neurodevelopmental conditions Answering because autism. 
Answering Autism, yeah. That's Love it, the, great yeah. title. Yeah. yeah, and it will be published this year. And we're very proud of this book. It's a real 21st century book because we have um, given our basic program in the book. So our basic cognitive program is in there, our sensory stimulation program, our physical program, our nutritional program, we have a section on sleep as well, and the social program, it's all there, it's totally holistic. Yeah. And a parent can take that book and get significant results. You know, our program, as you know, only works if you do it. Right. And so <laughs> right. if they take the book, there are going to be kids that are going to get well from that book. Yeah. Wow. And there, yeah, there's, there's a ton of information and we, it was funny, as we were writing the book, sometimes one of us would say to the other, you know, I, maybe I've given too much information in this chapter. You know, should I hold back? And the answer was always, no, 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 we're going full force here. So but I what think, I will say is a disclaimer on this subject is they've got, they've got a lot of books, I think seven. I think, yeah, seven. But so read the books, but there's no substitute for a program from Doman International in terms of the results that parents want to achieve. I'll say that on your behalf. You we wouldn't say that, but I'll say it. I mean, there's no substitute for a program specifically tailored to a child. Exactly. Sure. That, I mean, the books are general information right. to help all the kids. Right. Um, but when we have actually see the child, do an evaluation, do a diagnosis, have our medical staff check the child, then it's a, it's a specific program for that kid, you know, it's a glove the child's hand for it uh, goes into perfectly. And you know, the, the issue very often with medication is that first of all, it's not treating the underlying issue, uh, which is in the brain, right? And very often parents find it, it's not even effective, right? It's not, it doesn't handle the symptoms doesn't because it's not- mask the situation? Yeah. yeah, well, and even, yes, for some kids it might mask, and for other kids it might have no effect at all. And, uh, and then sometimes the side effects that the medications have are even worse than the symptom you're trying to target in, in the first place. Ah. You know, so maybe you're addressing, you're trying to address the attention issue, and maybe the child now has better attention, but they have violent outbursts, you know, as a side effect, or they so you're can't you're just sleep. trading. Yeah, you're trading kind of one yeah. issue for another. Right. And for some kids, and, uh, and some parents, unfortunately, that that is a, a tough road to go down, because sometimes then other medications are given to try to treat the, the side effects of the first medication. Right. Uh, and so unfortunately we see, you know, I saw a three-year-old two weeks ago who was on five different medications. Whoa. Um, <laughs> I've been doing this for years, but five. Wow. Yeah. Spare me. Imagine if you and I were taking that Dina. <laughs> I may need that, but uh, <laughs> arguably. <laughs> Guys, we're out of time. It flies by when we're talking about these subjects, but Autism, attention deficit disorder, ADD, these kinds of diagnoses related to behavior, related to hyperactivity, sensitivity. Uh, if anybody's watching, please reach out, domeinternational.org. Um, <clears throat> these folks can help. So thank you guys. Thanks for being here. Thanks, Steve. Our pleasure. We'll see you next time.